Hey, what's up? It's your girl Enchantress, poetess and interdisciplinary media extraordinaire. Stay tuned for Hidden Treasure, where we shine the light on the gems in our own backyard. Hey, y'all. So today we're going to discuss Ida Goodson, Barrel House Blues, Gospel, Jazz, you name it. <laughs> singer and pianist from Pensacola, Florida. Um, I just want to jump right into it. Like, you know, not do too much with the intro, whatever. But Shimamanda Ngazi Ndichi once talked about the danger of the single narrative or story. And I kind of wanted to touch base. I kind of wanted to begin there. I feel like there's a practice in this westernized individuality and not even just not even just individuality like just hyper competitive culture to behave as if individuals we consider to be pioneers and and trendsetters and trailblazers you know to behave as if they existed in a vacuum as if they aren't a continuum of their ancestors and uplifted by their entire community. Everybody wants to talk about Martin Luther King Jr., but not Coretta, not Claudette, or Kwame. The general population of the Gove, I mean, has made it very clear they only intend for a select few of black people to be given their due honor and reverence for their contributions to society and it's like instead of challenging that instead of resisting that black people have very much adopted this crabs in a barrel mindset um got it out the mud did it on my own no family no you know that kind of energy like as if they haven't been brought into this world by some people who represent an entire lineage of people. But, you know, I digress on that point. <laughs> but, yes. So, and, I, and I've noticed, you know, white folks, they've written books. They've produced films. They've created courses. All types of things to monetize off of a genre Black music, black musicians as a collective, not an individual. Black musicians as a collective, created, you know, a genre of music they lived and bled and died for. Often, thanklessly, everybody want to be a star. Everybody wants to know the stars, but nobody wants to sacrifice and be the artist. Nobody wants to be the one that actually does the revolutionary work and what I think we can and should learn from Ida Goodson what I genuinely love about her as a musician for one is definitely her character and integrity it's it's honorable I I'm just truly how can I say this I'm truly touched by by her legacy by by her brilliance by her talent her gifts and I think that, you know, something, a lesson that I've kind of extracted from 
from her life, from her existence, is that real fulfillment comes from embracing all of who we are, even at the expense of one's social standing. And that real fulfillment comes from devoting your life to liberation, which is at once spiritual and ancestral, even when your entire community refuses to witness you. If you've been following my Instagram, you know that a little while ago I posted a ethnobotany Snapchat, uh, specifically uh, discussing the ancient wisdom and mysteries regarding the mustard seed. (laughs) And, you know, in Luke and Matthew, um, if you, you know, follow the Bible, Jesus often encouraged his followers to have the faith of a mustard seed. And he informed them to remain rooted in their principles because it was likely that other people wouldn't be willing to give them a crown for their work. So it comes as no surprise that Mustard seed is often used in work, employed in work, or associated with faith and endurance. That's the word that I'm looking for, endurance. I definitely, and you know what? It's funny because I'm recalling now, uh, this is basically a paraphrase, but I, I remember he said something along the lines to them. When you have done everything God has told you to do, you should say, we have only done our duty. (laughs) But what I love and truly admire about Ida Goodson is she didn't wait for someone else to give her her crown or her flowers. She gifted it to herself. She created her own lane and her own path. She went her own route. And... Due to that, her contributions to the Afro-American musical landscape, it lives on long after her earthly life has ended. Like, this was a genre that forever changed the landscape of American music. And her hands, her, her gifts, her talents were devoted to crafting and shaping it just as much as, you know, and, and you know what? I would say more than household blues names. Like she was even more, she had to be even more dedicated to her work because of the fact that she was really branching out and giving herself the recognition and the and the praise that she deserved. And what I also truly admire about her is instead of spending her life, you know, being so ultra concerned with what other people thought of her, being concerned with hiding or, or I would say closing off pieces of herself to accommodate her community and to her family And any other societal structure, you know, whiteness or 
or, or capitalism or whatever, she truly embodied endurance. She embodied faith and she embodied the principles and and values that she held in high esteem. And, you know, I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, who she is, because I'm saying all of these great things about her. But <laughs> um, so she was born November 23rd, 1909 in Pensacola, Florida. And uh, according to her, her musical tree, her musical training began when she was a very young girl. She, like many <laughs> blues and jazz singers was born to a deacon she was born and grew up in the baptist church and she was one of six daughters (laughs) um interestingly enough all of her sisters at some point pursued a musical career billy pierce another well-regarded musician is her sister um and it's like, obviously, growing up in the church, she often struggled, like, with the love of the sound. And her parents in her community, in her churches, condemnation of it, you know. At the time that blues music came out, it was often referred to as devil music. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that it was a genre of music that was initially dominated by women like blues music was women's music if you when you think about blues the the most common names of course we just had this film that came out about Ma Rainey you're gonna think about Bessie Smith you like you know when you think about blues of course you do think about the men who were the musicians you know behind them but when you think about blues, you typically think about the singers. You think about the the women who commanded um, respect and and their and their due payment. Period. <laughs> period. Make these motherfuckers pay you. They make them pay you their worth. But yeah, you when you think about blues. You think about women. You think about women who were, I would say, unruly, who were feral, and who weren't afraid to express that, to share that with the world. And, of course, just like how niggas don't like it now, just how niggas did the most about WAP this and WAP that, (laughs) they didn't like it then either. And, of course, obviously, also growing up in a time where respectability politics were first beginning to be formed, where black people were jumping through hoops to gain recognition and respect from from the dominant white culture in America. It was like they were doing all of these things to assimilate into that you know, into into those ideologies of, you know, marriage and and being, you know, Christian and church, you know, just your whole life being centered around the church. 
I would say. And trying to get away from these stereotypes about black people didn't even black people i remember i read this uh story about a girl who in her own house her family would scoop watermelon out and make it look like sorbet because they didn't want judgment from their neighbors it was like black people really attempted to distance ourselves so much from stereotypes about us we didn't want our women to be quote unquote considered promiscuous anymore. So we overcorrected and we condemned women who talked openly about sexual things. Um, we condemn we condemn blues at some points. Black people as as a collective just you know, they considered it, of course, devil's music. And I think what the issue is, of course, I do believe that, you know, stereotypes about the, the promiscuity and hypersexualization of black women, they are dangerous. But again, that's where the danger of a single narrative or story comes in. I think we often don't look at things through a full big picture lens. We focus in on details and not the bigger picture, not the bigger spiritual picture. Like we genuinely believe that a woman can either be a whore <laughs> or sacred or 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 cool unquote Virgin Mary, the Madonna Horror Complex. I definitely would recommend y'all look into that. Instead of looking at women as, as artists, as singers, as mothers, as daughters, as friends, as all of the many different roles that we play in society. We aren't just one thing. We aren't just two things even. Women and men as well, but we're talking about wow women today, you feel me? But women often play multiple, multiple roles in society. They wear many hats. And that is truly what I admire and, and look up to in my ancestral mothers, both those who are blood related to me and those who aren't. Like, they weren't afraid to, they weren't afraid to pursue themselves. <laughs> they weren't afraid to adorn themselves, even when nobody wouldn't. And everybody today that's like, oh, don't be so, you know, be humble. Don't be so cocky, you know. Don't be who you are. Don't name yourself and call yourself things that other people aren't naming you. If you aren't in magazines, if you don't have a Grammy, then you aren't an artist, then you aren't a poet, then you, if you're not having accolades, then, then you're not a, a graphic designer, then you're not this, you're not that. And our ancestral mother said, fuck that. I don't need your accolades. I don't need your awards. I don't need outside information 
to stand in my destiny, to stand in who I am as an individual, as a person, to stand in my purpose. I Listen, I fucks with it. I fucks with it. Anyways, so if you guys have the time, I definitely will recommend you go watch the documentary Why Women Don't Have No Blues. I could go into, you know, spend a few minutes talking about all of the different things that Ida Goodson was a recipient of, but I think I want to leave it there. I think I want to leave it there. Fuck the accolades. Fuck the awards. You know who you are. You know you're a star. Literally, we are all made out of the same thing that stars are made out. We are literally made out of the cosmos. Don't let these people try and tell you you can't be who you are because they haven't named you it yet. Name yourself. I say.